Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm going to talk about what most of us come up against at some point, and that's decluttering. I'm going to give you three intentional steps that I use in keeping, storing, and purchasing items. I hope you enjoy the podcast, and if you do, please take a moment to go over to iTunes and give me a rate and review. I would love to hear your comments. Enjoy the episode. Hi, welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid Podcast. This is your host, Sheree, and I hope you're having a great start to the week. It is a beautiful Monday here. Um, I don't know where you're at, but where I'm at right now, everything is literally in full bloom. So my neighborhood is so beautiful right now, so colorful, and um, I'm loving it, right? I love this season where things are sprouting up and it just, it really motivates me actually to do some spring cleaning. Um, Maybe not so much cleaning, but decluttering. So one of the things that I've realized as time has gone by is that I have accumulated a lot of stuff. So I don't know about you, but um, when I was single pre-child, I lived a pretty minimalistic life, right? So I lived in walking distance to the ocean in California, and I had this studio with brick walls. I barely had furniture. I think I had like a bed, a couch, a coffee table, a dining table. But for the most part, it was pretty empty. I didn't keep things. Um, Then I had a daughter and I accumulated toys and decorations for the holidays and for parties and just, you know, all the stuff they bring home from school. And I honestly have loved it. Um, because I always wanted to create memories and traditions. And what better way to do that than throw a good party or to decorate the heck out of your house, right? Um, But I realized that all that stuff does accumulate and a lot of it I'm not using anymore. So for example, you know, tea parties, right? I realized I had all these dishes taking up space from a tea party that I threw my daughter when she was five. And it was a great birthday party. It was actually one of the first ones that I really got into as far as the decorating. I had stencils of teapots and teacups hanging from the ceiling. And it was just such a fun time. Um, And then in fourth grade, I, I used those same, you know, teapots and cups and plates for a picnic that I threw the girls because I was the room mom. But now that she's 15, to be honest, we're probably not going to be hosting too many tea parties. So these dishes are pretty much taking up space. And even if I stored them, they would be taking up space for something else that I could be storing. So I decided to give them away. And so today I want to talk a little bit about um, what I'm doing as far as helping with like the decluttering. I'm being intentional about three things, what I'm keeping, how I'm storing it, and what I'm purchasing. So there are some things, right, that we need. And so when I look at what I keep and being intentional about it, it's like, what do I need, right? Do I need to keep this? What's the purpose? Because there are some things that we have a purpose for, right? Like pots and pans um, so that we can cook and serve meals and dishes, obviously, right? But again, do I need 25 dishes for two of us? No. Do I need these beautiful little china plates for tea, you know, for a tea party? Probably not. So those are not a necessity for me to keep. 
Now, do I want to keep something that reminds me of that time? Absolutely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So what I did do when I was clearing out these dishes is that I kept a teapot and a teacup from that time, right? So it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of everything because the other thing about keeping things are those things that give us joy or give us, you know, um, a warm feeling inside because it reminds us of something. Like you might think of like pictures, for example. I can keep a million pictures. <laughs> um, or one of the things that I keep that I'm intentional about keeping is my grandmother wrote these letters to her um, brother and he was a minister and they would go back and forth writing these um, studies and talk about them with one another. So those are a keepsake for me that I'm really intentional about storing well so that nothing happens to them. But just to give you an idea, again, when I look at keeping something, I'm being really intentional about whether you know I need it, it has a purpose, or if there's real sentimental value to me for it. Um, my suggestion when you're thinking about keeping things is to go thoroughly through each room. This doesn't have to happen in one day. You can take as long as you want, right? You might want to um, schedule a time to do it and like really be intentional about it so you don't forget about it. But go through maybe the smallest room first and really look at it pull out the drawers, think about, you know, is this something that I need? Does it have a purpose? Does it have sentimental value to me? And if it doesn't, then you want to think about if you want to give it away or throw it away or donate it. Um, Think about how you want to, at that point, get it out of your house. So go through each room with a notepad or your phone and write down those things that you don't need. And I suggest doing this as a first step before any other action, because this is going to put in perspective how much decluttering you actually need to do. So, you know, look at the item, think about the purpose, do you like it, the sentimental value, um, and then make a decision. And don't spend a lot of time, you know, um, being like, oh, but so-and-so gave it to me. Is it going to hurt their feelings? You know, it's funny because I just got rid of um, two chairs that my brother bought. And I held on to these chairs. I loved them at the time that he got them for me. We got them at this great little antique store in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. But to be honest with you, it doesn't really fit the aesthetic of the den that I had them in any longer. And the other chair I had in my room it definitely doesn't fit it anymore. And it's just going to really collect dust, right? So I have a smaller bungalow, so it's not that many places where I can store it. So I decided finally to put it out. And interesting enough, the chairs are gone. I think it was less than 24 hours probably, or 24 to 36 hours. I put them in front of my house and the chairs are gone. And so it's a great way to bless somebody else who may need, you know, chairs or maybe they're perfect, like, you know, somebody who wants a poster or something like this would be perfect for them. You can also sell things too. Um, I did not sell them, but, you know, that's always an option. It's a great way to make a few extra dollars. Um, So the next thing is being intentional about storing it. So think about the size of your home, your cabinets, your closet, your storage space. And if everything is bursting at the seams, then this is a sign that you're storing too much, right? So I'll go back to my dishes, for example. Um, So I just said, you know, I have this kind of smaller house. 
and the kitchen's not the largest. And for me to store more dishes than I need, it's just going to start overflowing. It's going to like annoy me, um, you know, and it just doesn't make good sense anymore. So looking at your storage space and seeing how much, you know, space that you have is a really good way to understand how much space, um, you know, that you have to store things and you want to utilize it well, right? So think about, do you maximize the space that you have? Do the items make sense in the storage space they're in? And is it easily and, or is it conveniently located? So one of the big areas for me that I'm really intentional about storing things is my holiday decorations in the basement. So I have storage bins for pretty much every holiday, right? Like Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, Easter. I had some July 4th stuff and I love my decorations. But what I do try to do now during each holiday is use that same practice of being intentional about, you know, is this something that I want to keep? So I review what's in the storage um, carton, right? Or the storage crate. So if I am getting, you know, for Christmas, for example, if I pull out the storage and I look at it and there's broken bulbs or something, it's really important for me to say, okay, I'm getting rid of those. Or for example, lights, that's a big one. We keep so many Christmas lights that don't even work, right? So check them out. If they don't work, get rid of them. You know, or like if you're changing up the decor in your home and those Christmas presents or those Christmas decorations don't fit any longer, you know, and if you're not holding any sentimental value to them, donate them. People would love to get, you know, Christmas decorations that may not be able to afford them, whether it's a mom starting out or a family starting out. So, you know, donate those. And then if you're getting new ones, that way you're not adding more storage on top of more storage. Labeling and knowing what's in each storage bin really helps tremendously, especially when it comes time to open it, right? And so that's another thing about conveniently making sure that you're storing things. Um, If you are, you know, every year looking for that basket of Easter stuff, and it's not, you know, labeled, and then you find yourself pulling everything out, becomes a mess. And then a lot of times what happens is how clutter starts, because then you start just throwing things anywhere, right? So label it, make it convenient. Um, also, items that you don't use often, such as that big turkey pan you only use for Thanksgiving or that Christmas platter. Um, I have a cotton candy machine maker that I only use for parties. Don't store it in prime space, right? Because prime space is those areas where um, these are the items you want to store in prime space are the items that you're using on a daily basis or that you um, need most often, right? So don't take up prime space. Instead, make sure that whatever is in that prime space are the things that you actually need. Okay, third um, is purchasing items. So I love purchasing items for my house. Like I could go to Home Goods pretty much every day. Uh, my daughter can attest to that. And so even for my birthday, like I made a run to Home Goods on that, was it last Saturday? So I 
enjoy decorating my home. And this past year when COVID hit, I think I really got into it because I started getting a little cabin fever, right? Going a little stir crazy. And um, I decided to paint. So I painted my, what was it? My foyer, my kitchen, my bedroom and my bathroom and a hallway, like all in a month, literally. Um, But I painted it white because I wanted to add kind of, you know, I wanted to be, I wanted to have more flexibility on how I wanted to decorate it. And so I am probably more likely to purchase things for my home than for like myself, like as clothes and things like that. So I made it a point that anytime I purchase something new, I'm going to give away something else. And this really helps me to par down what I really want to keep and what no longer fits. So before purchasing, I try to ask myself, you know, do I have something similar? Do I need this? What will it replace? And am I ready to get rid of the other item? Um, and the other thing is, do I really like it? Or am I on the fence about it? So right now I want to purchase a new couch. However, I'm holding off because I have to figure out how to get rid of my old couch. Um, So I don't want to order something and have two couches in here and not be able to like get rid of the other one and add clutter and just, you know, again, it's just not enough space. So really thinking intentionally about timing, right? Like if you know you're going to purchase a piece of furniture, then make sure that you know when you want to get rid of that other piece, right? And it just makes things a lot easier. Um, The other thing is, do I really like it or am I on the fence about it? I hate returning things. Like I just, especially if you order online, I'm not going through all that. Like I'm not going to go to the post office or find the UPS guy. I just don't want to do all that. Like for me to take it back, it has to be, it just really doesn't fit. Um, It's broke. Like there has to be a real reason. So when I shop, I definitely try to think hard about if, is this something I really, really want, which can, you know, a lot of times I'll just leave it and go back the next day. If it's there, great. If it's not, that's okay too, because then I'm just not meant to have it. But it will save you time and money when you don't impulse buy. And let me just say this. I find that when I impulse buy, when I do an impulsive buy, I'm more likely to just kind of forget about it or not use it wisely. And so it can actually add to my clutter. So when you are purchasing things, just kind of keep that in mind. Like, don't be so quick to pick it up and bring it home. Really think about if it's something that, you know, fits in your home. Is it something that you really love? Or are you just like, eh, if you're just eh, then it's probably not worth purchasing. So these are just three simple steps to think about as you start to maybe declutter in this spring season. Um, I have a spring cleaning checklist to share with you at Faith Coffee and a Kid. And I also just did a video. It's about 20 minutes, actually. I should have probably did it in that whole like fast paced thing, but I didn't. But if you want to watch it, I decluttered a drawer in real time. It was a junk drawer. And, you know, one of the things is that, you know, just because it's a junk drawer doesn't mean it has to be junky, right? So I kind of show you how um, I work through the process of just like dumping it out and 
quickly um, going through it. And what I do suggest you do when you're decluttering is to set a timer because it's fun to try to beat the clock, right? But it also gives you a point of reference of how much time you're spending on a certain um, project. So go over to faithcoffeeandakid.com and download your spring cleaning checklist. Also make sure you subscribe so you can get the newsletter excuse me, and some other freebies that are happening. If you want to learn more about decluttering, there is a great author that I actually interned for. Her name is Kathy Lip, and she has um, Clutter Free Academy, and she has tons of resources. She has a Facebook group, books. I mean, you name it, she has it. There's a podcast. Check her out. Um, I think she is a great place to get started if you're really serious about decluttering your home um, and really putting it into bite-sized pieces to get it done. And there is a great support group over there too in the Facebook. Because hey, let's face it, sometimes the cleaning part and the decluttering part, you need that extra encouragement. Um, Somebody else I listen to is Donna Otto. She is at Modern Homemakers, and she actually has um, some videos in her products, and it's called, I believe it's home, well, it's home organization. You would see it, um, but I, I'm like a diehard Donna fan. I love her. She has changed my life early on about just how I look at so many different things, and one of those things is organization and cleaning, so check them out. And um, I'll put their, I'll probably put their links in the website or on the show notes so that you can take a look at it. I hope you have a great day. I hope if you are decluttering that you feel fresh and clean afterwards. I, I love that feeling afterwards of how your house looks when you like, you know, clean it out or kind of change it up. So thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will talk to you soon.